1: Survivor specialist Phil is back because Alexa is on vacation, and so I went back to old reliable for tonight with Bradley. (laughs) No idea. Still haven't learned how to say his last name, despite the fact that uh, he's become one of my closest friends in the Survivor community. But I don't know, Bradley. You just don't quite have the last name Voci type effect on people. I hate to say it. Well,
0: you know that's okay. At the office, they also don't know my last name, so they call me Attorney Bradley.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's just easier. And tonight it's Friday. You know, Katy Perry always talks about how crazy Friday nights are, dancing on tabletops yeah, and menage-a-trois and all that. Bradley is sitting in his apartment drinking White Claws. I'm sitting over here, you know, hanging out with Bradley, and we're going to rank the <laughs> final 13 of Survivor 41 uh, and that's how we're going to spend our Friday night. So thanks for joining. I hope you're all excited. Tori Locker is coming from Spain. I guess it's Saturday morning there. So congrats. You made it to the weekend. We have not. Um, <laughs> Bradley, I know everybody was kind of down on me and Alexa after last Wednesday, not the one that just aired, but the one before that we were really negative. People were really hateful. Uh, not hateful, but they were really annoyed with us. So what did we do? We brought on Carl, who was, you know, obviously just as negative as we were. Yeah. <laughs> and then we followed that up on Wednesday by being very positive, and it almost got a little too positive. So I figured, you know what, we got to get Bradley back on here so he can really spit, uh, spit some game to get us back down to where we need to be, Bradley. What are you thinking about this season so far?
0: <laughs> First of all, I'm glad to know I'm the rel- reliably negative one. Um not surprising, but you know, sure. Um you know, here's the deal. I don't love the uh, all the advantages. You know, there there are aspects to them that I really like. I I think it's absolutely hilarious that the weird shit they have to say at challenges and the fact that they have now have to say it every single week, right? So that that's pretty funny, but like it's funny, but it's also not what I think of as authentic Survivor. So it's it's frustrating. I think there are some changes you can make to to keep it fresh after so many years. Um, I don't know if these are the changes I would make. You know, it just it it cheapens it cheapens the game. What makes Survivor great? It's the same thing everyone's been saying, but it's you know it's characters. It's character driven. Uh you know it's almost true about everything. You know, a job can suck but if you work with good people, it's going to be better. Um you know, same for a TV show. If you have uh you know, some interesting people, some characters that can carry it, it's going to be good. If you don't, you're forced to rely on all these advantages. Um some of them work, some of them don't, but at the end of the day, you know, no one is like, "Oh my god, I'm a survivor fan because of that advantage." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just not how it works. So, you know, yeah, it's frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny because back after, I don't know if it was episode one or two, Bradley actually texted me. I was like, what are you thinking of this new season? And in the two seconds that the dot, dot, dot was still up there for his next text, I was like, here we go. He's about to – <laughs> and then he said, I think it's pretty good. And I almost fell out of my chair. My heart stopped beating for like three seconds. But I – like-, like good to have it back, Phil, right? It is. I mean, like is. we've been sitting here forever
0: not having it. Um, and it's nice that it's back, but – but like first of all, it's also, it's not different. There is no new generation of Survivor. Like, give me a fucking break. There was this question or this comment about how, like, oh, I think this physically is the toughest we've ever had it. Like, there's nothing tough about Survivor in Fiji, right? The weather is nice. It's a little cold at night. And, you know, that's obnoxious. But, like, it doesn't rain every day. And you know what? Like, how much of a difference is, like, one tablespoon of cooked rice doing a day when they gave you a wine bottle of rice for 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, like... It's not it's not this sudden thing where you're starving. There have been so many other seasons I haven't received any food. Um and have had to kind of forage and and so this just weird pandering of trying to make it this new era. And if this new era is all advantages, then like let's go back. You know? Yeah
1: the one thing I will say that I liked is I like that like second place of the last reward challenge got one fish that feels very early survivor season that I'm all about. What I'm curious about is when the Flint is being taken (laughs) away, which you should think is probably a big deal. And I do think it's a good idea that they're starting to take things away from people. I think that's smart. Um, Yeah. But when the Flint is being taken away, I find it interesting. We haven't really seen a tribe struggling with water after that because water would obviously be a bigger struggle than food. But if they already had a fire going and their flint gets taken away and they take care of that spark and they're gone for two or three hours during the day, and it doesn't look like it's been a very rainy season out there for this season of Survivor. Is that really impacting them all that much?
0: See, what I'm not understanding is they're showing them making fire every day. We made fire God, on like the as soon as we got Flint, we made fire. And then I can't remember us actually making fire again until the morning after it rained. And, <laughs> you know, we we lost our fire. So why they're not able to just keep this fire going? Once you have the flint once, you should have it forever. I mean, we, we just had this giant downed tree that we just kept inching closer mm-hmm. to, to the fire pit, and it just burned for days. So what I don't know, uh, you know, is, is there not enough firewood out there? Um, you know, these beaches, I, I feel like at this point, even a casual viewer can recognize that we're on the same beach in the same spot every single season now. And – yeah, yeah, and so we're in the same exact spot. So, you know what, the like the the coconuts are put there, which is totally fine. You know, the bamboo for the shelters are put there. I don't think that takes away from the game, but are they not putting out enough firewood or are they giving you enough for the day each morning so when you wake up you can go gather some wood, but it, it doesn't
1: it's it Doesn't
0: last the whole time.
1: Yeah, you're getting demoted here. No more no more dings, no more bings.
0: Oh, is someone um
1: that was so how do I- loud.
0: How do I turn off my notifications? I
1: have no idea, but there's going to be somebody who's just listening to this and not watching who's just going to be jumping through the roof because that was a lot um, for me.
0: I apologize. Okay, no, it should that's not fine. happen again. I hit do not
1: disturb. Well, here, let me text Bradley and see what happens when that happens. But anyway, <laughs> I do agree with you, and and but I do I – do, I like some of what they're trying to do here, and I think episode three was probably the worst season or worst episode of Survivor that I've seen in a long time. I thought that was a really bad episode from a straight up Survivor aspect, like yeah it was island the idols it was when the Dan is. kicked out or something. But you know, yeah. like from a Survivor standpoint, where nothing disgusting happened, it was just like a cringy episode. Yeah, yeah, and and, and not for nothing. So here's here's something I wanted to bring up here because you know. Bradley brought in really high ratings when uh, when Survivor was on the air, so I wanted to bring this up because I think it's worth noting. And obviously, the the Survivor and everything has you know changed. Viewership has changed. You know, getting twenty million on a night isn't going to happen. Getting ten million on a night is not going to happen. But the
0: premiere. I do wonder, Phil. What's interesting about the streaming landscape? This is a bit of a tangent. I wonder if Survivor viewership has actually gone down or not, because what we don't know is how many people are watching it on Paramount Plus now. How many people are watching it online at cbs.com you know like i i 100 will only watch it live if i'm at a party or at a friend's house that wants to watch it and even then because we're on the west coast if we started at nine we can watch it without commercials on paramount plus
1: yeah yeah um but but let me so. let me just bring this up though real quick because i think it's very interesting because these are this is the lowest it's been though for live viewership not paramount plus or anything like that ever by a lot This The the first episode was 6.25 million viewers. Okay. The fourth episode was 5.4. And it has gone down. It went down 5% after the premiere, which is a normal drop. That's not a big deal, whatever. The premiere is always going to have more than anything after that. Of course. Then it went down almost 2%. But from episode 3 to episode 4, it went down 6.5%. And the 18 to 49 demo, which is your moneymaker, dropped 15%. That's got to be the biggest drop in Survivor history. That's yeah. massive. And I wonder how much of that is attributed to after episode three, people were just kind of like, what am I watching? Which is the shame because episode four, I thought they did some really, really interesting things. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think it all goes back to we're, we're not driving characters. And I wonder if that is um, a cognizant decision that has been made by Jeff and, and the other EPs that Survivor is the star, Jeff is the star, and, and the contestants will not be. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure. You know, I know any other reality TV show I watch even if it's a it's a game or like there's a competitive element to it. Um it's still character driven. All of it is character driven. I mean, you think about, you know, this is is not in the same class as Survivor, but like you watch Love Island and you can go episodes without seeing the host. They're like kind of there, but they're also just kind of not mm-hmm. and then it, it's not even part of it. You know, and and so everything is really based on the personalities and I think that That is the core of of Survivor and any reality show, but at the same time, you you miss out on those personal levels and what at the end of the day playing Survivor when you're out there actually makes the big difference. It is hanging out with everyone. It is sitting on that beach day in and day out with people, and if you don't see any of that as a viewer – or do we really want, like? Are are we at the point in in Survivor where we're awarding a million dollars because someone played an advantage? Right, like that feels very heroes villains era where it was like this is kind of new. We're pushing the boundary of what it is, and you did a really great job, and and we're going to reward you and, and look highly on that. But but now, like, is that impressive? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I think – and I think right now people have been kind of left a little bit confused, and I think that's the difficulty. I mean CBS's demographic for the most part is above 50 years old. And yeah. and that's, that's – I mean – and not for nothing, before I started doing this podcast, Survivor was very much something that I just looked forward to watching every Thursday night or Wednesday night whenever it was on mm-hmm. because it was, hey, now my mind is going to go blank for the next hour. We're going to enjoy it, and we're going to discuss it. I almost feel like Survivor's lost a bit of the water cooler talk aspect of it because it's become so much advantage, advantage, advantage. And I thought last week in episode four, they actually did a really good job of giving us character moments. I feel like I got to know Danny well. Deshaun nope. well. Shan is, I said on the last podcast, I said she's a 10 out of 10. I think she's a phenomenal casting decision. I think Yeah, she, she would be great. be great on any
0: season. And this season, she's
1: carrying it. She's carrying it. She's I mean, she is absolutely carrying she's it.
0: fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Very and, fun to
1: watch. And so when I go into that, I'm like, okay, that was a great episode. And then we lose JD, who has been a very big part of this early season. Yeah. And I'm left wondering. Heather and Erica—they finally, they finally got something last episode. But where have they been? So that I would feel so much more passionate when Eric or when when Heather is passing out after or can't do the challenge and she's crying. I felt nothing for her, and that's not a knock on Heather. That's a knock on. Who I mean, the hell I is completely
0: Heather? agree with you. Yes, it was like, uh, wh- what is her name? Who who is this lady? I didn't know we had a. Why grandma. is
1: the camera person crying? Yeah, like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, what what is going on? I I agree with you. There's there's just a bit of a disconnect there. Uh, even with Danny, when you know, in, in episode four, mm-hmm. when he was, um, uh, you know, started talking uh, to Erica and then he was talking to Sydney and, and all this stuff, like it, it took me a second to remember who in the world even is this person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, along with Erica, um, yeah, we're, we're just not seeing it. I mean, the, the, the edit is always lopsided, that is absolutely nothing new. But when you have the advantages, it just eats up the screen time that you have available to develop these characters. Uh, you know, it's the same kind of thing with uh, the ghost Island concept from my season, right? You, you have to devote a good quarter or, you know, a, a fifth, even of the episode to this thing. It really cuts out a lot of time to show anyone else. And you're just not seeing the dynamic, but the dynamic, the problem just is you don't see the dynamic, but the dynamic is what's going to give somebody the million dollars. Mm-hmm. Now they may be able to frame the story in a sense where it all makes sense. And if they can, that's great. And that's all they have to do. But, but having been out there, you know, the, the socials of it, that's what matters. Like you're not sitting at Ponderosa as a jury member, you know, wondering like what kind of brilliant move the person is going to make or, or tallying those up. It's like, you know, did I, did I like sitting around the fire with this person? Were they an asshole? You, You know, it's, it's not. It's not like remember back on day five when they you know got this actual disadvantage and they overcame mm-hmm. and whatever
1: you know. Well, and 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 it's something now that the the players themselves have they can't keep track of it. It was a lot different back in you know Guatemala. If Gary Hogaboom makes it to the final, people are going to be like he played the idol, and that's how he got here. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to follow that. Like now there's so many things like I remember after episode two or three or whatever it was, I was like, who doesn't have a vote? Who does have a you shouldn't be struggling with that. You yeah. know what I mean? That's where my biggest complaint. Is I mean, to be me.
0: honest with you, I'm still struggling when they the, when the three one from each tribe goes off and they can risk their vote or steal mm-hmm. the vote or whatever mm-hmm. they do. Protect it. I still don't understand. Like I know enough to know that, like if everyone steals, they don't. They yeah. lose their vote. But like beyond that. Like when, when they went looking for a tarp or something, I have no idea what the tarp is. It just, it's, it's growing too complicated. And I think the problem was like, I, you know, I can remember back to being a kid when we first got immunity, hidden immunity idols, it was the coolest thing ever. And I was dying for more of them. Right. But it's just like, it's like having a bowl of candy. Mm -hmm. Of course, you're going to be dying to have more of it. But if you eat the whole goddamn bowl, Yeah. yeah you know, then you're going to have a stomach ache and then it's no good. And then you're not wanting more candy. And then mm-hmm. if they keep plying you with candy, you're like, no, at some point you got to tap out. It's just too much. And, and then no piece of candy is special. You and- know, it's, it's the same thing with these advantages. When, when you've got three, every single episode, it's, it's just, it's too much.
1: And I'll make it more adult for you. It, it's it's literally you know everybody has their one night on vodka or tequila or whatever it is where you say I'm never drinking that again because you had too much even though you enjoyed it the whole time. And Survivor's drunk right now. Like I really do. I think Survivor is a little drunk. And and how do we get them to say you know what let's sober up here and let's 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 not drink the vodka because the vodka right now is the is the idols. Let's let's maybe like try try something different that's not going to make you unconscious. How yeah. about
0: that? I also like, you, you can find twenty interesting people. Mm-hmm. You know, you you may have to, I, I think the trouble is we we've had a lot of really great recruits, but we've had even more really terrible recruits in survivor casting history. And maybe we're looking in the wrong place. but like there are interesting people out there without fail, these reality shows you've never heard of get these nut jobs that make for good tv over and over and over again like survivor can do this um I, you know i think someone like jd who who was a big fan turns out to be a really interesting character because he's just a disaster and all over the place and and he like half knows what he's doing as a train wreck while the other half he he's just completely oblivious to what he's doing and it makes for really good tv but As a general rule, I don't, you know, even as someone that went on the show as a big fan, I don't know that the super fans actually make very interesting TV. Mm -hmm. I just don't love when it's all just becomes a board game. It's not fun to watch. It's, I mean, I guess there are people that watch like poker on TV, so maybe it's okay. You know, maybe some people find it interesting, but like, it's just not compelling to me. I, I just could give way less fucks about, you know, how you play this advantage or who you tell then you know what what is your story and how are you bonding with these people and who's not getting along with who it's just we lose this critical human element and once you've lost that you've lost the soul of the show I think
1: I I totally agree because at the end of the day back when the show was first getting its feet you know back when back when everything was just getting started people fell in love with Rudy and yeah. Colby and Wigglesworth and Colleen and and Everybody wanted to hate Jerry. We were watching. I watched Scary Movie 2 last night, and there is a reference to thank you for getting rid of that god-awful bitch Jerry. Hey, guys. Welcome what forward. What was that noise?
0: Oh, boy. I'm, I'm just having a lot of trouble working this technology on Nice. Here.
1: Well, well. anyway, they say this this awful bitch Jerry. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that's how much a part of the social zeitgeist it was, that in one of the most popular yeah. copies of that era – they're mentioning Survivor. And even though we've all grown to love Jerry, at the time, that was how everybody felt. And she was mentioned in scary Movie. No one is going to get that reference anymore. But it was right. mentioned in scary movie, too, because that's how big it was. But we yeah. fell in love with that, not, oh, they want immunity. Like, nobody cared. And there were no advantages.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess... <laughs> I had a problem when we were at like the middle amount of advantages where it seemed like the person that always needed the advantage found the advantage. I had serious problems with that. But now we're just like, and you get an advantage and you get an advantage. My God, it's an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show. You know, it's just like it's it's too much. It's too much because and it's a, it was a perfect juxtaposition, episode three and then episode four. You had all advantage talk. And you had or disadvantaged talk, and then you have episode four, which is basically just human driven, yeah. and it made a world of difference. Um, you so know, it was good, it was enjoyable. I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I got a little bit behind. I watched them back to back earlier today. Um, usually, I wa- you know end up watching Survivor on the weekend if I don't do something during the week, and usually, when watching two hours of the same show, I start to kind of you know my attention wanes by you know Mm -hmm. halfway through hour two and in this case it was like meh for the first hour and then you know i was pulled back in like it's compelling tv you know what what i think is so often discounted especially because it's just not shown that much like there's a profound thing happening on a human level on the show where there are people that didn't know each other that are now very far away from home in no contact with their family no contact with the world and they're starving Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we seem to just take that part and like yeah whatever now let's talk about the gameplay and like that that's that in a lot of ways is the very compelling part of the show like with me sitting here you know it's been i think what four years since i filmed the show like that's the part that sticks with me it's Mm -hmm. not the gameplay it's you know when when i think back to it, it it's it's the survival element and that's the part that had the bigger impact on like me as a person and me as life or you know in my life and, you know, it just we we lose so much of that and we don't appreciate that enough. And, and I think if we can bring the character focus back, yeah, we get more of what drew people in in the first place.
1: Well, and now so so we'll get into these rankings very shortly here. And if Kellen slash Brendan slash will want to get out of the chat, you know, that's got to be who it is. Right. That's one of those three. It's either Kellen, Br- Brendan or will. It's got to be one of them. Who's, Are we who's talking
0: bloody. about the I heart Bradley? I heart
1: Brad- it's got to be. It's I mean, I'm guessing
0: it's not Kellen, but uh, uh, it could okay. be Brendan. <laughs> could be, be Will, Will for sure. Could be Will. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: yeah might just be intern. Uh, but but I want to just go possible. back to this. I just want to go back to this. By very the
0: way, intern, if you are in the chat, I saw you did post a pretty cool sweater for sale on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Um, do you do you ship?
1: <laughs> there you go. All right. <laughs> All right, but I want to go back to what you just said, Bradley, and then we'll actually get into these rankings. So we're not here till four in the morning on the East Coast, because I would like to go to bed at some point. But I think what's interesting about what Survivor's doing right now is there was such a focus on look at who we're casting. We're casting a diverse cast. We're casting a lot more gay people. We're casting a lot more uh black people. We're casting like it was very focused on we are going to make this more diverse rather than just a bunch of white men and white women playing survivor that was that was a big thing that they were talking about but i almost think that while that was like they didn't use that as a starting point after episode one i feel like what happened was it became so focused on what that individual's like i don't i don't know i don't know if this is the right way to say it but like what their basic identity there was that they didn't start diving deeper into what that meant for that individual for whoever it was that they were talking about. And so I'm having a harder time now because we're, I feel like it was that at the beginning and then they just kind of stopped, but you're laughing at me. So you probably think I'm an ass.
0: No, no, no. I'm I'm reading the comments. Oh, okay. Good.
1: Okay. Good. Because the Um, other thing that I think that does is when you're, when you're doing this, but then you're not also saying like, you know, back in the day when it was Kentucky, Joe and Elizabeth, we all sat down and understood that father-daughter type relationship. Like that yeah. was very apparent. I feel like they're focusing on the relationships that these people have outside of the game. Like Ricard with his with his uh, husband. Like that is a big thing for him. And he's talking about that. And with the come on in guys and all of that. That was something that was big for him. But what is Ricard's relationship with Shan like because of that? Like we're getting that information. Yeah. But we're not getting a deal. Jeannie, Her relationship with her wife. What is that – now what is – how does that affect how she's interacting with Ricard and Shane? Because I really do believe with Ricard, Shane, and Jeannie, there's probably a lot of that discussion happening that is just being well, left I, off the table. Okay,
0: but I also wonder if there's actually none of that discussion happening. It they're still saying seen it either. to the cameras just, at some point, right? Why are they bonding, Maybe if I guess, only is being, what's happening yeah, okay. in my I, mind. I, I see where you're coming at, and I think those – yes i I think it would be great to see how how are people bonding how what what is what is the glue that's going to hold them together that that is going to make them go farther and not farther in the game right or or make them when a pivotal decision comes in the final five vote for one person over another right because it's not just going to be advantage based but i wonder if the actual contestants outside of a producer asking you a question of like does your diversity and their diversity make you stronger allies? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I wonder, I wonder if they're just not talking about it. It's just like, it's life. People Mm -hmm. are people. Um, You know, it, it can be something that defines you if you want it to define you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're going to sit around and talk about the whole time. Um, You know, so I wonder if they, they're just playing it off as like, meh, whatever. Uh, You know, it's uh, just, is what it is. And And that might be why
1: we're having a hard time getting to know what's the human elements of this because survivors telling us what, and CBS are telling us what they want us to know, but it's not necessarily what the, what the contestants want us to know. And I think about that with Zeke and Brett, when Brett came out to Zeke and that had not been really Brett's storyline, but then Brett comes out to Zeke and tells him that, that was discussed at that moment because of this interaction and this bonding they were having yeah. And it was very much Brett revealing that about himself at that moment rather than coming to the game being like, this is this is it. And that's fine. You come. I'm not saying anything negative about coming to the game and being like, this is who I am. That's fine. But I almost feel like if CBS is telling us all this stuff in episode one, but it's not actually seeming like it's coming up in the conversations between contestants, then why are they focusing on that portion of it so much in the confessionals? And not focusing on it in the interactions between the players because I want to know how the players are interacting yeah. with each other and how that affects them more than I want to know Ricard telling the, the camera crew, this is what my relationship is like with my husband. Tell 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 Shan that. That is way more compelling.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I I think that seems fine. I, I, you know, even, even take, take the diversity element of it, the cast out of it. I still want to know how's everyone interacting. Um, But yeah, with that in there, I I agree with you. Everything is way better told when it's being told to another contestant rather than to a producer in a confessional.
1: Absolutely. All right. Let's do some rankings here because I know Bradley is just dying to mention all 13 of these people by name because he has he has really I mean Bradley has like a whole web chart in his room like he's tracking down a serial killer. He's got yeah. it all throughout his room of all 13 players. He knows everything yeah. about them. Who's your number 1, Bradley?
0: Uh my number 1 is Tiffany.
1: So you think Tiffany is the safest. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Yep. Yep. Okay.
0: I do. Um I think she's the safest because She's been a bit of a train wreck and yet also hasn't really gotten that close to going home and she does seem to be ingratiating herself into the yellow tribe can we just call them by colors I, you know yeah
1: there's no way at this point I think we're just
0: going down like the Fijian alphabet for tribe names um, <laughs> yeah I you know I think she's integrating herself into that and it has become a cohesive bunch you've seen it uh. Uh, that's funny. There's a meme of me saying "cohesive bunch" uh, that my friends send me sometimes uh, to make fun of me. Um, nice. Well, you just said it again.
1: So well done.
0: Yeah, uh, on accident. So, so at any rate, yeah, I think I think she's ingratiated herself into that tribe a little bit, um, and it's working, right? She she is traditionally the obvious pre-merge person, mm-hmm. and you know, she seems to be doing okay. So I, you know, I like her as number one. I think her prospects to go far are good. I think, you know, at the end, it's always easier to give the million bucks to like a teacher. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, not that I like where I went to undergrad, but she is wearing a Michigan state hat on occasion, which is very intriguing because she's not from Michigan. I don't think,
1: um, she's from New York.
0: Yeah. Right. So I I would love to know more about that. Uh, So if Tiffany's consuming this content, which hopefully she's not for her own sanity, consuming any content, no offense (laughs) to the specialist, um, yeah, hit me up. I would love to know why she has a Michigan State hat.
1: All right. There you go. I have Danny at number one uh, because I think that if any word gets out regarding the the challenge throw attempt, it's very much going to be thrown on Deshaun. Because Deshaun told Sydney, because Erica told Deshaun, and then Deshaun wanted to throw the challenge to get rid of Erica. I feel like Deshaun's in more trouble there. I feel like Danny, even though he got to narrate that scene, which I will say I really liked, even though I hate yeah. when people give confessionals in challenges, I think it's so corny, but I think it worked here. I think Danny is, like, up here, and I think Deshaun would get yeah. would get hit there rather than him. So I have Danny at number one. I don't think there's any chance he goes home.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair because that's who I have as number two.
1: There you go. Well, well. I also want to mention Alexa had Heather at number one, so she did put these in already. So, but okay. So, oh, what are you liking you. about Danny then?
0: Yeah, it's too bad uh, Alexa couldn't join us because she's in a sauna in Finland.
1: Is that where she is? See, I haven't looked at anything. So.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, she's uh, she's in a sauna.
1: Lay, Z. Am I right? That sounds right? lovely, but yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. We're not in a sauna. Although I do live in South Florida, I'm essentially, I'm essentially in a, kind of, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Basically.
1: What, what do you like about Danny though?
0: I, you know, it's a bit of what you touched on, even going a little broader than, than with this throwing the challenge or trying to throw the challenge. Um, You know, you have Erica coming to Danny and then you also have Sydney coming to Danny and you have Deshaun coming to Danny. I mean, he's kind of the center of the spoke of the wheel, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, that can blow up in some circumstances, but there's nothing to lead us to suggest that Sydney and Erica and, and Deshaun are on having their own conversations. I'm sure they are, whether they apply to the game or not. I don't think they do. Cause we haven't seen them. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly not the important one. So I just don't see that being at the center right now and kind of blowing up for him. Although they haven't been to tribal council, right? Blue hasn't. No,
1: they still have not gone.
0: Yeah. So it's a little tricky, right? You don't actually know where anything sits until you go. And so that could work to his disadvantage, but at the same time, they, they have bigger numbers than anyone else. So his chances of going home are are lower just because of the numbers, but also because everyone's coming to him. So he's going to be in the position where everyone thinks he's on their side. And I don't think they're smart enough to suss out that maybe he's apparently on everyone's side. Well, and, and I can find,
1: I do find it interesting with that blue tribe because they have been, they have not gone to a tribal, but we have heard about 9,000 times, like, or 9,000 different names. Like, it just keeps bouncing around. There's been all these different scenarios, Nasir, Sydney, Deshaun, or Danny, like Deshaun and Danny are looking for idols to get rid of them, Nasir, um, all of that stuff people's names keep getting thrown we're gonna throw a challenge now to get rid of erica even though i didn't even know erica was on the season until this week like everybody's name's been thrown around except for heather's so far everybody else's name has been mentioned in a way of being voted out except for heather but i find it interesting that we're seeing so much of that despite that they haven't gone home and you're looking at um a like what is that what is that telling us about what's going to happen when they do finally go to a tribal or when they hit the merge? Are they just gonna be a chaotic tribe who can't yeah. like get together at all? That's where yeah. uh, I'm having a hard time.
0: Yeah, I have I've no spoilers on the season. And That's my, good. That's my good. like your take of this is that the winners in the long term, like powerhouse characters are not on the blue tribe. I think there's something to be said for having to go through the ringer early in the game. It one, it just teaches you how to play the game. The learning curve is intense. No matter how much Survivor you've listened, you know, if you've watched, how many podcasts you've listened to, right? You get there and it's still not the game that you think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think almost in some ways it's way better to have like a very casual knowledge of the game going into playing it because you're not expecting things to be a certain way. You're just kind of like, this is cool. Um, and it may work to your advantage. Like you need to know what might pop up, but, but not down to like where you think, you know, everything. And, and so I think going to tribal council early and often gives you a chance if you survive those to understand how the game is played, right? There's so much more to that game when you're sitting there, when you're at tribal, where they're seating you, who you're able to see, Mm -hmm. how you're interacting. I saw JD wink the other night. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, it comes down to, you know, if you go a couple of times with a certain person, is that person, do they always look at you? Do they not look mm-hmm. at you? Do they act a certain way at tribal every time? Are they acting differently this time? You know, it, it's things that you start to learn that, that you don't otherwise. And these people are going into it. Sure, they've been safe and they're making it farther into the game. But I, I wonder if that's not actually a detriment to wait so long, you know? for for people that could possibly go far right like i think danny's a really good character and i think he's playing a good game but i wonder you know if he because he's not being tested because he's not learning right if he goes up against someone like shan he's gonna get his lunch taken from him yeah you know
1: and and so i would wonder what the numbers were and i'm sure somebody has this but going into the merge in a three tribe season, a three tribe start, does the tribe that actually has the most people or loses the least have a huge disadvantage?
0: Because we saw it yeah, because then they're in the minority, right? If, if the other two have been picked off, there's the, the was talking ones about to do together. Yeah. And
1: that's what Deshaun was talking about here. Because you think about it the beauties from the original Brains Brawn Beauty got decimated. The, the, uh, the, what is it, the yellow tribe or whatever from, from or the yellow and the red tribe, they both did really well. But the yellow tribe, yes, yeah, Scoopin and and Lisa went to final four, but they or the final three, but they didn't win. And we saw artists go out really early on and things like that. Um, I would almost wonder what that looks like. I know Michelle wins and her tribe really didn't go to any tribals at all in the pre-merge. Like there is something to be said for that. Winning all the time is a good thing if you're gonna go home. Winning all the time isn't necessarily a good thing if you have the ability to keep surviving the votes. I don't think you should ever throw a challenge in Survivor, but maybe you sit out the wrong people in a, in a challenge in Survivor. That's a yeah. big difference.
0: I mean, yeah, having been the victim of a, a thrown challenge. Worry, you now. I guess sometimes it works, but uh, in general, I think if I were, were in the position to decide whether or not to throw it, uh, yeah, that's it's always a no. I, I you know, Especially, here's what I'll say, with there being so many advantages, Mm -hmm. You never know what in the world might pop up the next day. And so it's a a whole lot easier if you just don't have to go.
1: They're going to go do the shot in the dark after you throw a challenge and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think it's weird, but I I do agree. I don't think the winner is going to come from blue unless it's Sydney. I think that's the only one I could see winning from blue, (laughs) but she's not going to win, but that's the only one I could see winning from blue um just just not
0: they're not gonna give her a million dollars she grew up in beverly hills she goes to law school she played you know she was a college athlete and she's amazing wonderful levels of delusional i I mean i really really enjoy watching her i mean she makes me look like i was grounded (laughs) i don't
1: know if i'd go that far
0: (laughs) i mean she's crazy in a in a really really fun way I, i don't mean that as not a compliment you know um, yeah, she, I, she's not going to win.
1: She's not going to win, but I don't think anybody <laughs> she's else entertaining. Win. I based hope she lasts a while. And everything, Nasir, Danny, Deshaun, I'm not seeing it. Heather, Erica, I'm not seeing it. Sydney's the only one I can see it from an editing perspective, and I still don't think she's going to win.
0: Yeah, so- I mean, I'm with you. I really, really don't think the win. Like, if I just had to guess based on the edit, right, like, Shan is going to make it close and not, not quite get there. And, you, you know, that's why I think Tiffany, that's what, Part of the reason why I put her at number one, I think she's fine next week, but I think in terms of longevity as a character, um, you know, she's she's got it. She has what she needs, right? No one feels threatened by her,
1: mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm.
0: the same time, she's she's with it. But so
1: I want to throw this up real quick, and then I'll move on. Andy Vogel, a Majority Tribe produced the winner in All Stars, Cagayan Worlds Apart, Rong, and only didn't in Philippines and Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. However, yeah. what I find interesting here is that in Worlds apart. Mike only won because he went on the immunity run. So his his alliance did get decimated, yeah. As we saw there, Kageon actually it was the Beauties though who went into the merge with more people. Like they had the most people going into the merge because it was only Bryce who had been voted out. So even though even though the that's so that one's off because uh, that one's not right. All Stars is one hundred percent right unless I'm missing something there with, um, with Kajian, but then in Korong, Michelle was also like her tribe. Nick was the first one to go. And then, and then you saw like people from her tribe go down. So I don't know. I, I think that it actually is a disadvantage.
0: Yes. I think it's a disadvantage. You know, something I did think of though, right. Is even if, you go into the merge with the numbers which i think is a disadvantage and you're going to get picked off more or you're more likely to from get a 3 picked tribe
1: off. start not from a true tribe not from a 2 tribe start
0: yeah 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 but anyway right you come in you come into the merge with a majority and even if that that is a disadvantage i agree with you but here's where it could possibly work as an advantage if one of you is able to scrape your way to the final 3 you have a bigger voting block of the jury yes so it, like it either is really terrible and you all get Run out of town, but if like just one of you can hang on, you're way more likely to vote with the person mm-hmm. that you started the game with. I yeah. mean, there's a camaraderie, right? Because it's still you're thinking in a very tribal sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, which by the way, how many how many seasons are we away from getting rid of tribes? Because if we can't say guys, I don't understand how we're still saying tribes. Uh, I agree that we should, that we should just, just be a,
1: we shouldn't even um, be there, we should just be playing one world every season, but whatever. Go ahead,
0: we should just have color, uh, like the yellow group, yeah. Um, yeah yeah the yellow yeah the yellow six yeah (laughs) the yellow six the yellow five yeah yeah it would work it would make it easier they wouldn't have to uh paint the blocks every season uh, a slightly different color
1: yes there alex alexis was voted out i totally forgot about that so it was four 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 so still even there but not a dominant tribe so i guess in the more dominant ones that happens but all right my number two um I am going to go with Shan. I don't think Shan goes home, even though that drive is super, super small. I think Shan is in kind of the driver's seat there in terms of will Ricard, will she choose Ricard or will she choose Jeannie? I think she chooses Ricard 100 times out of 100. But I do think that that's the point it's at. I don't see Jeannie and Ricard teaming up. And if Jeannie plays her shot in the dark and is successful, she will use her vote to vote out Ricard, not Shan. Shan has done a really good job of making everybody think that she's their best friend.
0: She has. I'm just not sure how much longer it's going to last. I think she's going to fall into the problem to a slightly different degree that like Kellen had in a way coming Mm -hmm. from, uh, you know, Malolo where we did a really great job of basically getting rid of them, but there's going to be just so much blood on your hands. How can you, how can she, think uh or you know or, or be perceived by people as as being everyone's friend after like countless vote-offs where obviously she she survived right and and not only survived she kind of put everything together um yep. orchestrated it right and and so i i just wonder if there's a certain point where that's going to backfire with her i agree with you i think she's safe for next week but i think unfortunately I don't think she has a choice in this, but I think she's playing too fast, too early. Mm-hmm. I agree. Over exposing herself, right? She she is Ricard at least. Now we, we are just seeing the edit, but Ricard is one hundred percent the sidekick, not the leader. You know, it's being presented as Shan is is running the show, and and so I don't think that bodes well for her winning. Um, but yeah, she's probably fine for a little while.
1: Oh, yeah, this is a good point, too. You can't vote if Genie – Genie can't vote if she plays or die, and then who would vote who out. That's a good point, but I don't care because I can't follow it all. Not for nothing, Jeff being the star of this season, if that's what they wanted, they should use him more like a Phil Kehogan type thing where it's like this is exactly how this will work so that I know exactly because I can't keep track of it all. Yeah, I,
0: I agree with you.
1: Anyway. All yeah, right, well,
0: so. it, it feels like it's a half-baked attempt to make Jeff the actual star of the show um like we we need to go all the way there if that's the direction we're gonna go or we need to not go in that direction i agree no yeah.
1: uh, alexa had xander at two who are you looking at at three bradley
0: i have deshaun at three
1: for, uh, you got him that high
0: yeah for for basically similar reasons as i have danny i think I don't. I, I think when push comes to shove, you're gonna have Danny, Deshaun, and Sydney as a as a bunch, and I think you have Erica and Nasir. Right? There's only five people on that tribe, isn't there? No, Heather's there's Heather still, too. I don't know. Heather, I don't know yeah, anything Heather about Heather. Still there. There. she can toss a ball and jump through some some ropes. But that's it. Um, yeah, I think the three of them are a block. Um, or I feel like that's how that would turn out if they went to tribal. So I think they're okay. Yeah, I, he, he went on one of those advantage excursion things. Uh did he lose a vote or does he still have No, his
1: he vote? still has his vote. He yeah, went okay. with save your vote and then he was very honest about it and they all just believed it. So, um yeah, that was really it. Anyway, I'm just going to I'm just going to do that at this point because it's annoying at that. Now it's annoying. Um all right, unless unless like that's Bradley's mom or something, which in that case, sorry Bradley, but I just cut I, your Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who that
0: is, but you know, Hey, if it's a single DM me.
1: Yeah, uh, any attention is good attention, right? <laughs> Alexa and I both have Evie at number three. Um, I am gonna go ahead and keep Evie that high, uh, even though I I just don't see Tiffany and Liana voting out Evie. It's kind of the same situation on the other side. I see Evie turning on Liana before Liana turns on Evie. I think Tiffany is closer with Evie than Tiffany is close with Liana. So that is why I'm going to go ahead and put Evie at three and just continue to say Evie's controlling that tribe.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I think that's fair.
1: And Alexa also has Evie at three. Who do you have at four?
0: I have Heather at four. I just don't see her going home without a slightly bigger arc. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I, am just going to have to play on some of these, right? You have to play the edit just a little bit. And I just don't, she got too much of a warm, like it's okay. Even though you lost this whole thing for us. And you know what? You're hungry at that point. They've been out there long enough that they're pretty hungry. And like, if they were actually, if they didn't really like her, that would be a great chance for them to not be that friendly. Right. And no one called them out for it. Right. I mean, there, there just are some people that you have to actively choose to be friendly with. And that was not how I perceived that situation, right? And, I, you know, I, I'm just assuming, but it seemed like they all really liked her. And, and you're not seeing her playing a bunch of moves and playing in the strategy, right? And so she may be a very easy person to take with.
1: I agree. And, and so I also have her in this spot because I think that yeah. the way that they're editing her last week – and and not to just be only looking at the edit, but they made her – they gave her slow motion. They gave her all this stuff like like she was fierce. She was coming to life. Like, and then she comes out there and she's like, I am not going to lose – like I am going to play this game. to win- Like She almost got a winner confessional after that. But at this point, yes. it's got to be too late for her to win, right? Because if I, she's the winner, wow, did they not make her – I don't like, know that she
0: wins, way. but I'm not convinced that she doesn't become a rather inspirational character. Agreed. I – but at the same time, I think there have been – who was the lady who tossed the, the – I think Dan was his name, his crocodile shoes into the river or whatever. The holly,
1: Holly, and he Holly. He was going
0: nuts, right? Yeah. I think yeah. there is a certain archetype of a like an, an the older mom that for some reason or another takes a little while into the game to open up and find their own, right? They, they mm-hmm. bring – uh, whether it's overcoming insecurities or overcoming something, right, and and they mm-hmm. they tend to blossom. And I think almost it's possible she is getting hurt by the the faster game or the shorter game mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we're still at the point. We're really only what uh, like halfway through episode three of Normal Survivor in in like time frames, right? And yes. so I wonder. I don't think it's unreasonable to think it takes her a week to kind of adjust and and to get her footing and and to become somebody, you know, and and kind of Mm -hmm. break out of her shell. And if that's, what's happening, you know, that that's a character that one people like to keep around But also, that's, like, really great to watch on TV, right? Someone that has, you know, devoted their life to others, has, you know, kind of lived in the backseat, has put others before, and she's doing this adventure on her own, and and brings out, right, it's it's an adventure and a journey on Survivor that, you know, I personally enjoy, and I think a lot of the viewers do, too. Um, So I think it's possible she could blossom into a fairly interesting and consequential character, but I don't think she wins, either.
1: Yeah, see, I... I agree. And I think that the Heather character is an easy one to overlook because at the end of the day, you're not going to get something super spicy from that character ever. Like you're really just not the older mom character who like takes the backseat and all that. The Monica Culpepper, the the Denise kind of, but like even Denise isn't super spicy. Like there's nothing there where you're like, like you're going to get somebody either going crazy or making some like real cutthroat like brutal move or something like I mean like, either
0: either they go crazy or they they break down cuz they're you know kind of a failure and they're worried about failing or whatever. I mean Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. And and it's like cuz yeah, Holly does have a mental breakdown in that season for sure. But also like Holly then bounces back and then Holly as she gets better at the game becomes less interesting in my opinion. It's a cool arc, but she's not like I'm not like oh god, I got to watch Holly Hoffman play Survivor again. So I feel like the Heather character is an easy yeah. one to overlook early on, especially when you have massive characters going home early, like JD and like Brad, who are just sucking up so much Yeah, strength. Brad Brad
0: was a loss.
1: I loved – I thought Brad was great. I mean,
0: he's I a nut job. He,
1: but he's he's the perfect kind of survivor nut job. Like, that's what you want on Survivor.
0: He, he is the person who is sitting home and has been sitting at home in the middle of America watching for the last 20-some years – and gave it a shot and that's what we like to see right we should have more of that
1: (laughs) agreed (laughs) you know i liked it i agree with you i I thought it was good but uh alexa has sydney at four which i think is pretty high for 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 sydney but what do i know alexa's beating me right now by nine who? who do you have at five
0: uh well oh shit i've got two fours
1: well, you can't you can't do that, Bradley.
0: So I've already said Heather as my four, so I'm gonna have to move the other person to five. Wow! Oh, wow. now my numbers are all off.
1: I hope they don't get offended by this.
0: It's okay. I'm I'm missing a ten. <laughs> <laughs> nice,
1: nice, yeah.
0: nice. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go with uh, uh, Shan. Okay. At five. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> He's confused by the numbers. Everybody, don't worry.
0: Yeah, no, this is very perplexing. Ray went to law school. I'm not an accountant. Um, Yeah, so so Shannon Five, I I think same reason, right? She's kind of pulling the strings. Everyone's kind of coming back to her. It it works for a little while. I don't think it works forever. Um, I find her immensely interesting and entertaining on the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I'm worried a little bit for like what she preaches on a Sunday. I'd be there <laughs> to find out that might be like one of the only ways you'll get my ass to church. Um, but like death would try once. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think she's really good. I think she's the standout star of the show uh, right now. Um, and she's, she's having to do a lot of voting out, which is why I don't think she's going to win, but I she's agree. also doing a brilliant job doing all the voting out. I just think, unfortunately for her, it's part of its the luck of the game. And, uh, you know, when, when you have to play too fast, too early, sometimes you have no choice. It's what you have to do to survive, but it kind of hurts you down the road. And I think that's, what's going to happen to her.
1: I agree. I I said last week after praising her and saying how much I loved her and how I think she's a great character and all that stuff. I'm like, she's going to get seventh or eighth place. Like she's just locked into seventh or eighth place just because of the circumstance. Like it's not her fault. The circumstance is just, she's. Not in a good spot because her numbers are dwindling. And yeah, if you can get to a great, like 2 like Denise and Malcolm, then you can run it. But I don't know if Ricard is the right person to have for that. Guy. No, I, I, think I think he's too shifty. shifty. I, I was literally just going to say the exact he's same.
0: stab her in the back without a second's thought, as he sure, should, yep. right? Yep. As a gameplay move. But I don't know that she's going to stab him in the back without a second's thought. Yep. I, yeah, I mean, I think she's playing the hand just out brilliantly. Doing a, although, great yeah,
1: we did out. see her stab. Uh, jd pretty
0: good Nah, i don't think she liked jd i i mean he he was always he he was never part of the ricard shan like two right it's you know there there was a core there and he wasn't a part of it you know i i I think like a similar situation would have been right like on malolo and ghost island uh you know you had kellen and myself and like we were very close with sebastian and i was close with dez and and you know kellen was close with chelsea but like None of them were were the other you know mm-hmm. or the, the two of us right
1: Got it no that makes sense
0: that that's just how I read it but um
1: well I'm gonna put my five as Xander um the man with no vote who I keep putting really really high even though he has no vote okay. I feel like I just feel like he's not gonna go home. I do feel like this would be a good time for the other members of his tribe to vote him out because the merge is coming. But I also I am totally convinced after that previously on Survivor and like them doing that and getting the slow motion cutbacks and they sucked. And now they're good. I'm convinced the four of them are all making the merge. I'm just convinced at this point they're all going to make the merge. We're going to see one person from green go home or or blue if this is the last episode. And then we'll end up seeing um, what happens when the merge hits. But I think at latest they would merge at 11. I don't think they would go all the way to 10. I don't think that the Yasa tribe is going to lose the next two uh immunity challenges
0: i i agree with you i think they've had way too much exposure for those characters not to go farther right mm-hmm. liana is by far the most purple one of that yellow tribe and she is not purple exactly <laughs> you know exactly um yeah i think i think xander's doing a good job i think from a character and entertainment standpoint like he's as interesting as a person you as, as you want a person to be in normal life right like if you work with xander he's he's a cool dude Right. Like he's fun to get drinks with, fun to get dinner with, always good to chat with in the office and all fun. But like when it's reality TV, right? Like it's way more fun if you're batshit crazy or like super Mm -hmm. interesting. And I think he's not quite that. So I think he's doing a good job. But I actually think he's like relatively boring. Like If you were to bring Xander back on a season of like actual survivor personalities, he gets overshadowed.
1: I, I'm actually surprised at how normal he is. I did not think that that was going to be the case at all with him. So yeah. I, I do find him to be very normal on this season, and I kind of, I kind of agree with you. Not boring, but definitely not what I was expecting from him at all.
0: Yeah, he seems very competent, but so level-headed, like to a personality fault. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's
0: yeah. true. He's, uh, he's a fellow cross countryer with you. He Phil. is.
1: He is. Yeah. I want to know his PR because I he ran in Florida. Where everything's flat, so it's probably good, but it shouldn't be. You know, it's one of those. Um, yeah. But anyway, Alexa put Shan at number five to go along with you, Bradley, and she put Danny at six. Who do you have at six?
0: Uh, well, that was my five, but I have
1: Ricard at five, uh, six. You have Ricard at six, who was five and is now having to be six. Yep. So just not buying that Ricard or Shan is going to, that Genie going to be able to pull anything on them. And she No, just you know what? It. I
0: was very excited for Genie coming into this season. Um, I love the Genie archetype. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a bit of lane. Um, I mean, we've, we've had it a million times at this point. Uh, Cause there's been so many seasons, but you know, it's, it's always one over and over that for the most part, I really, really enjoy and, um, just because I don't interact with those people in, in, you know, my daily West Los Angeles life. And so it's, it's like a breath of fresh air and a, a fun kind of dose of culture. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And she just shows not a whole lot of aptitude for playing the game of survivor, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, And she seems like "Mm, interesting adjacent we'll say, because she's like not boring, but she's, you know, she she doesn't make you want to sit down with a bag of popcorn. I you know.
1: I, Jeannie to me only got cast because we had a COVID nineteen pandemic, and I mean that because she's a grocery grocery store worker or grocery clerk or whatever it is. And I can't say grocery today; I don't know why. But whatever it is, she is. They wanted that on Survivor because grocery store workers had never been more present than during the COVID pandemic because they were all over the news and what are they yeah. doing and they have to work and blah, blah. And I feel like that's why she got cast. I feel like normally this type of character is more interesting when it's like your Kentucky, uh, you know, middle of the country type person, not your Portland. Oh. Like she still feels like she has street smarts to her. Cause she's from Portland.
0: Yes. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll analogize this too, right? Like you can, you can turn on, <laughs> you turn on love Island, UK. I love it. You
1: like, now we're going love Island, UK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you turn on love Island, UK and you're like, well, this is interesting. Like the people are, Are pretty and and but they talk really fun it doesn't matter that they're ignorant fools Mm -hmm. because they talk cool and then you turn on love island us and you're like oh dear god i have to turn this off to protect my iq because i can feel it dropping like i can just feel my brain slowing down and i'm just getting dumber Right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same way. Like you, 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 watch these people that, that live in rural areas. This is super elitist, but like you, you watch these this people. Is, this like, is
1: what Bradley does though. You got to remember. Everybody. Yeah.
0: But she's from Portland. It's the West coast. Like she, she talks normal. She interacts with people that have like, I don't know, been on an airplane before. And you know, it's just not as compelling of television she's, as yeah, someone that like Ralph rolled Guy. out in the holler.
1: Yeah, she's not Ralph Kaiser. She's not yeah. Elaine Stott. She's honestly not Brad. I mean, Brad was the more interesting version yes. of what Jeannie's character normally is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm not buying it either. I have Deshaun at number six, though. I'm also not buying that Deshaun's going to go home. Yeah, either, in the think.
0: comments, someone says that Xander isn't boring. They think they're uh, that he's relatable. And all I have to say is I would imagine then that person making the comment is rather boring. <laughs>
1: You asked for sorry, JPP Productions. I can't protect you from Bradley. That's just, you know, that's just he's starting to get he's like three claws deep right now. So, you guys got to get ready here. Uh, you guys, I apologize. Sorry, but anyway, we're going here. So, we're, I have the Sean at six. I'm with you. I'm not buying that. I think that honestly, Who'd uh, you just, have the five. Uh, I had Xander at
0: five.
1: I had Xander at five. <laughs> I had Xander, but but I'm going to Sean at six because yeah. uh, I just feel like he's safe. He's going to be with Danny. I think Danny and Sydney and Deshawn are going to work together. I really do think Eric is probably on the bottom here. But if she tries to flip anything, it's going to be on Sydney or Nasir. So I'm going to go ahead. I'll put Deshaun at number six and feel pretty good about his chances of making it to emerge. And I think he's actually he's starting to show some life here. I'm starting to, I'm starting to enjoy Deshaun a lot more now.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, it was good. It, it was a good moment, right? Heather failing was a good moment for Heather and for Deshaun.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he got to show. And his I, I also
0: bit. just appreciated his, like, trying to not be athletic while just being athletic mm-hmm. um, in the challenge. That was also kind of funny. He, you know, he's like, I'm not swimming very fast. And then somehow they still made it to the beach way,
1: way ahead. And of Evie football. is swimming the wrong way.
0: <laughs> it was an amazing moment. Like, poor Evie. But um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I had um let's see, I had Sydney at six.
1: No, no, you had Ricard at six, and you and I both have Sydney at seven.
0: Yes, you're right. Sorry, I'm getting confused by my having to scratch out numbers here.
1: I, I hear you, but I, I also have Sydney at seven. I think that Sydney, um I don't know, I feel like I feel like she's still in a better spot than Erica and Nasir. I do. I feel like she's had her pulse on that tribe, her finger on the pulse of that tribe. And I think that her confessional last episode was so Tyson. And I don't know if she got hate or not on the internet, but it was such a Tyson confessional. And you know, that person is always set up for like an early merge, getting their head chopped off because they just don't see it coming. That's right. Yeah, you, it d- you it
0: don't say before. Phil.
1: What's that? Oh, that's true. You kind of went out pre-merge, huh? Mm. Mm, mm. You know, yeah. Well, you were playing A plus Survivor. She's only playing A minus <laughs> yeah. Survivor. That's the difference. <laughs> no,
0: she's playing A plus Confessionals. She is. Um, yeah, she she's interesting. I, I would love to meet Sydney in real life. Um, just to see what she's actually like. Uh, mm-hmm. whether this is the version or if like this is turning it on for T V or, or what it, exactly it is. Um, but but it's it's highly entertaining and I think she's in a pretty good spot. I don't think I don't think she's going home. Um, right now. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. with you, but yeah. Alexa
1: had the Sean at seven. And then her and I both have Ricard at number eight. So, yeah, I have Ricard at eight. I still think he's in a good spot, but there's three people left on his tribe. And if Jeannie is able to succeed in playing the shot in the dark, well, then Ricard and Shan, I guess, are making fire against each other. And Shan's been pulling out so many bags or so many tricks from her bag that I feel like Sham would end up beating Ricard if that were to happen.
0: Also, first of all, how in the world does she convince someone to give them their advantage and be like, sorry, I'm gonna keep this right. Beautiful. Now? Like beautiful. It's just some level of bullshit. Like I think it it almost in a way, right? She had the balls to ask, mm-hmm. if we're allowed to say that. Um she did though. You're right. Yeah, You're yeah, she did. But but like JD, dude, what the fuck were you doing? Yeah, I know. I feel you bad know, for him. I feel bad just, for him. I mean, that was he, a big mess up. Yeah, he got played like a you know, a fiddle at a Chuck Wagon dinner show. You know, <laughs> he just like he didn't have a chance. Um Yeah, it He was he was fun to watch, but holy cow, dude was a mess.
1: You you texted me today and you said you said, you know, with the with the being a super fan, it hurts, you know, and he, he got kind of woken up. I think he came into it yeah. with a certain expectation and it went a different route than what his super mm-hmm. fandom was allowing him to see.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a prime example of it being a hobble, you know, being a mm-hmm. super fan. When you come in and you've listened to so many hours of podcasts and you, you've watched every season, every single episode, you go in and you expect the game to be a certain way. And the game that appears on TV and the game you play in real life are very different of course what appears on tv is a part of what happened in real life but there are so many other things going on to throw you off the trail i think you can be lulled into this feeling of the complexity is only the the episode deep and it's not there's 10 other layers of it you know on a personal note like for jd i feel really terrible for him because like i you know i now four years later you know, for the most part, 99% of the time, I only think about the good memories of having been on the show. But like, it's devastating to go on the show as a fan, as someone that's been watching since they were a little kid. You never imagine when you're sitting on the couch, and you're nine years old, that when you're on Survivor someday, like you, you're going to get voted off before the merge, or like, you're not going to do great. and You're not going to win immunity. And, and you know, all these things, right? You, you always just expect in your mind that you're going to, You're going to win. You're going to take names. You're going to be a total boss. And then, like, Mm -hmm. when it doesn't work, it's devastating. And so I feel bad for him because I would have to assume whether he'll honestly answer the question or not, if someone were to ask, but like, I would assume, like, watching Survivor, well, I can guarantee it'll never be the same for him. Mm -hmm. And I would also be willing to bet a lot of the time he will no longer watch Survivor. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's a lot. There's a lot of emotions behind it. And I think there's even more when you go in as such a big fan. And then you don't do as well as you would have liked, you know, especially I think the merge is like the, at least for me, it was this big like mental kind of barrier. It's like, you know, if I make that, at least I'm a part of the show till the end, right. Mm -hmm. I get to see everything, but as a super fan, when, when that's cut short and and, you know, they ship you off somewhere else and you don't know what's going on. And then basically you have to watch it like everyone else. It's, it's devastating. Yeah. It's really quite awful. So I, I feel for him on that note.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think JD, I think the fan reaction to him has actually been pretty positive, though. I will say that. I know, I know. Even though there was there was a lot of like oh he's you know he's just an idiot or why is he doing this blah 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 I do feel that people have been more sensitive towards him than they certainly were towards you maybe because you were edited like a villain and he was edited kind of like wide eyed so hopefully yeah, that'll help. Yeah, he also got edited process. a bit like a
0: kid too, yes, right? I mean, yes. you're you're going to go easier on him. We could have been this, we probably were about the same age when we played. I don't know how old he is, but yeah, his, his edit was entirely different from a different vantage point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of, of being a fan, which which is you know, totally great. But, uh, and, and to Mr. James Lim in the comments, <laughs> I will agree with you. There's nothing quite like Australia 2017. Uh, and wouldn't trade that for the world now, but at the time, as I would have traded, I, I would have traded, traded all of them to anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, who do you have at eight then? We both had Ricard. Who do you got?
0: I have Evie at eight. Um, I think she's playing a good game, I think, to a slightly lesser degree, but similar degree to Shan. Um, she's been having to play pretty hard pretty early. Um, but at the same time, she's been skillful enough to to make it out, um, while also apparently being terrible at challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so Coming the
1: wrong way. It didn't hurt her.
0: I mean, who knows if she actually was, but it was pretty funny to see on TV. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. It looked like it for sure that Evie was going that way and facing the wrong way and everybody else is facing the shore. So I, I believe Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, so, so yeah, I I think Evie's doing a a good job for sure. Um, I don't think she wins. Um, but I, I enjoy, I enjoy Evie as a character.
1: So Alexa has Liana at nine. I'm going to go and put Tiffany at nine. Um, I, I, I don't have Tiffany at number one like Bradley does here, but I do think that Tiffany's got a full-blown redemption arc coming right now.
0: Why why don't you think Tiffany is safe?
1: My reason for thinking that Tiffany isn't safe is just because of how small the numbers are on that tribe in terms of how many people are voting. That's what makes me the most concerned for Tiffany is that if Evie decides to stick with Liana and say Xander can't vote anyway, let's just keep him, then Tiffany goes home. But I still think that Tiffany is safer than Liana because I do think it's starting to get so close to merge time that Evie might be looking to use Xander as a shield, as somebody who could win challenges, and Tiffany as somebody she can drag to the end if she's able to do it as a number. That's how I think that Evie is starting to think about this game. And Liana is actually more dangerous to Evie than anybody else because Liana is very social, not necessarily a shield for Evie, and is... Not somebody that Evie's just going to be able to tell, hey, let's do it this way and let's go. Tiffany definitely put up a fight yeah. early on when she wanted Voci out for sure, but I do think that Tiffany, as the game starts to progress, is a little bit easier for um, Evie to work with, which I have Evie above Liana, but I still worry that if this tribe goes to Tribal Council and Evie says I'm going to go with Liana, Tiffany's toast.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's just it's tough to know the dynamic of that now that the numbers are so slim and that, you know, it's part of the problem of not getting enough personal dynamic mm-hmm. um, is, you know, you, there there's an, a few obvious people that are not in the core circle of each of those tribes. But as to which one gets picked off first is hard, to, you know, it's hard to know. And then once you get to that core, who who from the core is going to be the first one to crack off,
1: mm-hmm. I, you know. It's kind of a guess, but I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where are we going? Who, who do you have at, what is that? That's number nine. Who do you have? Yep.
0: I have Xander at number nine. Um, I think he is slightly less safe than Evie. Um, for, a, you know, a few different reasons. One, he's the lone young dude on the yellow tribe. Uh, I think it's never good in survivor to stick out or stand out in any way. And mm-hmm. he just does in that one. Um, I think also as the game progresses, you have to start wondering, you know, how big of a threat people are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's proven himself to be smart, level-headed, you know, and good at challenges. And, and so I think he's probably going to be safe, but I also don't know, you know, he's he's on the borderline where it's like, it would mildly surprise me if he got voted out next week.
1: But, but your it, jaw wouldn't be on the floor.
0: No. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. He's, he's like one of those transition people, right? There, There's a, most of the people we've talked about this far, it's like, wow, I, you know, that would be, that would be a blindside to me, not just in, in, in the game of Survivor, but just like, as a viewer, I would be blindsided. Like, wow, I didn't, didn't think that was going to happen. And, and he's kind of like a, yeah, okay. I, I could see it. I could see it not happening, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know the people after him, it just really wouldn't, wouldn't really shock me.
1: But. I agree. Yeah. I have Liana, I have Liana here. Uh, so I okay. have Liana at 10. So one spot after. As do I. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like, I feel like that's the person who goes from that tribe. Cause now they're getting closer to merging. Like I said, I just think she's more dangerous to Evie or Evie than, than anybody else. Um, so that's why I have Liana there, but I also think yellow has the best chance of not losing and that's why my bottom three is Jeannie, Erica, and Nasir, not in that order. But that's why I have one player from Green and two from Blue. Because at this point, I just feel like Jeannie's obvious. I feel like Erica's obvious, but I also feel like Nasir was thrown in there enough that he's pretty obvious too.
0: Yes, I agree with you. I mean, th- those are the three I have at the end as well. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I have Nasir, and then I have Erica, and then I have Jeannie. Um, y- yeah, I mean, they're they're just they're they're clearly on the outs, all of them. They haven't proven themselves to be very good survivor players, um, being being strategic masterminds or or being able to read the room very well. Um, And it just wouldn't surprise me if they went home, honestly. Yeah. You know, I I think Liana, uh, you're just a word about Liana since I also had her at 10. Um, I think she's doing a good job. I think she's being a little tentative, which she has to be, but I think she's being tentative because she's second guessing herself, not because she knows she needs to be tentative. And I think that could end up hurting her. Um, I, I would love to know more about how her relationship fits in with the other three tribe members, mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't feel like I have quite enough of a, an understanding as to where exactly she sits. Um and i would like to i would i would love to know that dynamic a little bit better but i feel like it's one of those dynamics if they all make it to the merge we'll never know because mm-hmm. they'll just kind of they'll they'll be a group and it it yeah. won't matter as much right i mean i mean they they seem like they're close enough that they make it far enough and they just won't turn on each other it'll be other people that turn on them as a group
1: you know yeah i think that's i think that's a good way to put it the other people will have to turn yeah cuz alexa goes tiffany to genie to erica that's her 11 12 13 I'm not buying this Erica thing after what we saw last week with, we're going to throw the challenger. Go, it's so obvious that she'd go home this week. I am not buying it at all. We Bradley, you know better than anybody how much can change in a day out on survivor. I think that the way they showed us that and how blatant it was, even though they weren't successful in throwing the challenge was to set up whatever's going to happen with Luvu next week. And I think that Lubu is going to lose. But I go Eric at 11, Genie at 12, and I actually put Nasir at 13. Nasir is okay. what we were seeing early on. And then it went away and now we can't live without Nasir and it's going to be Erica. We're going to throw a challenge here to Erica. I think they might have missed their chance to throw a challenge here to Erica. And maybe that's something big for Erica's game down the road. Maybe she screws over blue big time, kind of like an Edna Ma type thing or a Cochran type thing, whatever you want to say. Cochran, I guess, was the one who screwed everybody and then Edna just went home. But I think that it's, it's kind of a situation like that where Erica can now be in the position to be the one who stabs everybody on Luvu in the back. And we saw how close they were to throwing a challenge and they just couldn't do it. But I'm still thinking that they're going to end up keeping her because Nasir is going to do something or somebody's going to do something that's going to throw everything else off.
0: Yes. I, I mean, I will agree with you. I think Nasir is probably the he's going to be harder to vote out, I, I guess. Well, first of all, I can't remember anything about Erica besides mm-hmm. when she popped up in this episode, whether she or her. I, I know nothing about her. I can't remember a single thing. So if she showed some previous uh, potential, it was lost on me. Um, You know, but, but just looking at this episode, it hits me as she is not going to suspect it and would be the easier vote out than Nasir who might suspect it, but is probably also the person they actually want to vote out.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that was, I, I don't know. It just felt to me like a big red herring. That's all it felt like to me. It just felt like a big red herring, and so I think I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I could
0: see Erica being a solid like second vote into the merge, mm-hmm. just like a, a complete nobody. Yeah, um, yeah. yep. That's kind of kind of how I think about that. You know, Jeannie, I I hope she steps up. She seems to be playing a different game. It looks she like she's up, finding she some sort up of advantage. Two thousand two, um, yeah. and and she ended up He's, in the wrong spot.
1: Is Jeannie going to find the idol and they told us she was going to find the idol and then they're actually not like, but that's it. Like she's not going to get the other person from blue to get the idol and then that's going to leave her out. Yeah, how many
0: more times are we going to say that, you know, the butterflies are dead relatives saying hi and, you know, broccoli's just little trees. I'm really sad also that the blue tribe has my favorite of the three phrases Mm -hmm, mm and we're not getting to hear that they're as confused as a goat on AstroTurf um,
1: every
0: week because I like that one. I've actually, I used that with a client this week um and it went over uh fairly well um, nice as Radley well as it does fired, when right? you know asking them to contemplate all of their family and loved ones dying and then who do they want <laughs> their to go to um but yeah it was uh it, yeah i like that phrase the best out of all of them
1: there you go well i mean we'll see what ends up happening for her to find it i feel like it's it's like a, oh she has hope and then maybe it'll end up coming true once she actually hits the merge but I am not buying that Jeannie is going to uh, that either. I don't think that her tribe will go to tribal council. Then I think she'll be saved. I think it's Blue's turn. I thought it was I Blue's think it turn. It was Blue's beat. turn,
0: and they they laid the foundation for. They it. did.
1: They did. They right. gave they, them a whole episode. They're, of They're print. not
0: going to show you yeah, the the dynamic and and the planning to go to tribal council, and then the tribe wins. They're not going to let them then not go to tribal council. I agree. You know, I totally agree. not let them, but like, you know, obviously for editing purposes, they're going to end up going next time. That's just how I feel it's going to happen. Um,
1: and Eric is going to blondie her way out of it, just like Alicia did back when it was like, oh, it's got to be Alicia. We're just going to, we stink. And then they vote out Jennifer. And then they, you know, it's, this was going to happen here. I'm telling you, Eric is going to find a way out. I mean,
0: they're, they're close enough to the merge though. It may just not even matter. Or you look at yeah. yellow, yellow was terrible forever and ever. And now all of a sudden they're challenge piece or something. Yeah. You know, it's it I think the underrated thing about physicality on Survivor is that you get about a week in and having being, quote unquote, athletic stops mattering nearly as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there are some people they are usually fairly lean and not super, super bulky people that end up doing well just because the game like starving doesn't affect them in the same way. But in terms of like brute force strength, it, it almost becomes a liability, I think, around like day 10, you know, where yeah. it. The benefits of it are there but then there's not
1: and i agree so i agree because then yeah. it's hey it's merge time let's get rid of this person this isn't useful. yeah right
0: right yeah
1: well so. i want to run through this real quick because we hadn't done a score update the entire year but for the patrons who were playing along jake thulin is winning with 39 lauren pratt has 37 andy vogel has 36 and then alexa and celestina have 35 so you're all beating me and you're beating the team that was doing really well and was in first place coming into the week, or was it actually in second place? Morgan Jackson had 30 and then got smoked this week. But uh, the team survivor was doing really well until Carl put JD at number one last week. So Bradley, Bradley. Really Carl? Yeah, he did. He went and put. I'm going to have to have
0: a word with Carl at your wedding.
1: Yeah. Carl, Carl's not happy about it at all. Yeah. Come on, Carl. I know.
0: you killed it for us well hopefully hopefully i've recalibrated us
1: and tiffany's toast all right tiffany's gone so uh, any 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 wise any wise words you want to throw at people here bradley before before we get out of here
0: like about what i mean i can start with don't ever become a lawyer that shit's just stupid (laughs)
1: um
0: i mean you'll you'll make a ton of money but that's about it
1: Give it's us your overrated. hope. Here here you go. Give us your hope for what's going to happen uh for this season. Who's your winner pick and what do you hope's going to happen?
0: My winner pick, uh, you know, I would love it if Shan won. Mm-hmm. Just because I think the most compelling best game playing person should win, but that's just not how it goes no matter how hard Jeff tries to like make these stupid fucking twists at the end so that person wins. It just it doesn't pan out that way. Um uh, something I'm looking forward to. I think there's some some depth to Tiffany, mm-hmm. and I look forward to hopefully getting to learn more about that and seeing that. I hope we get at least a few more episodes of Sydney just being a delusional law student because mm. I can relate and I enjoy it. Um, it you know, it's a it's a flavor uh, I do love, and um, otherwise, yeah. I mean it's it's good to have Survivor back. It's, you know, it's entertaining. It's what it is. Fun to have it back on Wednesday. You know, same bullshit, different people, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, pretty pretty much. It all just starts to blend together. Oh, man.
1: Well, on that hopeful note, (laughs) uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. It's going to be Phil and intern. Alexa won't be back until Thursday. So it'll be Phil and intern on Wednesday. So if you weren't stoked about Phil and Bradley, you're going to be sure you're going to be stoked about that one. Um, That'll be right after the episode because I actually don't have a game that night. So I will be there right at nine o'clock. And uh, for those of you who like mine and John's movie podcast, it is coming back. It's just next Wednesday because John's John is actually in America right now. So like, whoa! The Canadian has traveled south and he is at hockey games. Of course, that's what are they allowed to do? From. That I guess so. He's here. Otherwise, I, I, I just blew we still him had up.
0: our wall up.
1: No, I think I think he's good now. I don't know, but he <laughs> flew, so I guess he went over the wall. So he's good. But okay, uh, that's it. Uh, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Become patrons, patreoncom backslash Survivor Specialist. And uh, yeah, I got to show these last time and it didn't work. And then my entire power went out in my entire complex. But look, I even have buffs. So those are the buffs that people are going to win. The yellow one was sold out. So two blues and a green. Um, that's it, Bradley. Okay. Thanks for joining. Thanks Thank for coming Phil. on. Yeah, on yeah such for everyone listening
0: along. Uh, I hope you appreciated that Phil and I inadvertently wore the same uh, outfit. For yeah, the
1: I have yeah. the exact same shirt. That one is definitely, definitely from Lucky Brand, right?
0: hundred percent.
1: I have the exact
0: Uh, same shirt. Yes. I was, uh, I was on vacation and I ran out of clean clothes and I didn't want to do laundry. So I went to a Nordstrom rack and Uh uh, I bought a several of these. Yep, I have,
1: I have about six or seven of that kind of shirt, just different colors. That is hilarious. I love it that, that we have the same style and that's why we got along so damn well. And you know, well,
0: yeah, that's why I'm going to be the best man at your wedding. The best man, the best man, the best, the best,
1: wait until Bradley sees he's sitting on the roof, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Well,
0: it's always a pleasure, Phil.
1: I will see everyone on Wednesday, and Bradley will see everyone. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax.